0: The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network ever reading content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, that's right. Royal Rumble season in effect here on kicking out at two. I am one half of this hosting squad, this tag team, if you will, running down the aisle of nostalgia, pro wrestling nostalgia, that is. Dave Rosenbooth, along with my good, dear, personal, longtime friend Dennis J. you just put the microphone down closer to you, so, sure. you, so you can. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Chilling. Excited to do. Uh... Finally, do this. This yeah. has been a long time yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it was also funny. Here it is. You get this very flamboyant uh, uh, intro, and all of a sudden you're like instantly like,
0: dude, what? Did you fucking mic down. Of course, I had to fuck it up. No, uh, you didn't. No, it's <laughs> no, you didn't fuck it up. No, no, no. I was just. I. It, it's. You know, sometimes some. Sometimes it's it's better to have organic things like that mixed into the show so it doesn't sound so crisp and clean but i I can appreciate your appreciation for it it's about time we've done this because this has been a year in the making this was a you know i remember a couple years ago we did some royal rumble watch alongs and you um you 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 picked one of the like we did like a selection and this was one of the choices and it didn't make the cut we watched like the 2001 royal rumble And then we did it again and this was another choice and you picked the 2002 Royal Rumble. And then finally, last year was the 30th anniversary of this particular Royal Rumble match. And my studio setup was not, it was not set up because the basement had flooded. I had some asshole uh, contractor that couldn't do the fucking job properly. The floor, he was no call, no showing. Um, So I said, you know what, I'm going to put this off. For the following year. And we're 31 years... Close to 31 years uh, removed from this... This, uh, In my opinion... The greatest Royal Rumble match of all time. You heard the lineup as yeah. we opened up the show. Um, of the guys that were in the Royal Rumble match. We're going to watch it with you all on Peacock. Search Season 5. Episode 1. Royal Rumble 1992. I'm going to have you guys do... I'm going to have you fast forward... All the way to one hour, 20 minutes, and 30 seconds where we're going to listen to some of the entrants in the Royal Rumble match. Giving their predictions on who's going to win, which is more than likely themselves. And then we're going to watch (laughs) the actual 1992 Royal Rumble match itself. When Ric Flair made history to become the World Wrestling Federation Champion in that very match. Spoiler alert, Ric Flair wins. Um, It's a stacked rumble. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Dennis, it's so so good to have you here. The first kicking out at two of 2023. I'm very excited. I'm really yeah. Cool. And we, you know, we also got some big plans for the podcast in the next year or so. Um, I talked about it on previous recordings. We're going to do um, roulette style where we're going to pick what we're going to watch um, within the anniversaries of 1993, 1988, 1998, 2003, and 2008. So those are the years that we're going to be covering we might even cover... We might even not even do some watch-alongs. We might actually just do some plain old classic reviews. Or we might even do topics and instead of just watch-alongs. So I'm going to try and mix it up and give a little bit of a variety. Go back to what we started with on Kicking Out at 2. Yeah. While kind of mixing up the format a little bit. Still might not run every single week on this podcast. But it, at least once, twice, maybe even three times. Maybe four times a month you'll get a podcast. But there will be content for you fresh... Um, and as regular as possible uh, when it comes to our schedule. So um, go to Retromania. You can find us there. You can find um, a new season of Marking Out the Days. Raw is 30. Kobe and I are going to cover, with the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw coming up, we're going to cover each month, we're going to pick one episode from the very first year of Monday Night Raw for each month. So in the archives, at this moment in time, you will find the very first episode of Monday Night Raw in watch-along form with Kobe and myself. Uh, we covered the inaugural episode. Uh, that's a lot of fun. But on our next recording, am going to give you a little preview here, Dennis. We, we, we In our pre-production meeting in the truck on the way over here, we talked about doing a watch-along of a very early episode of Monday Night Raw. And it's been decided that our next recording will be the episode of Monday Night Raw following the 1993 Royal Rumble pay-per-view when Ric Flair wrestled Mr. Perfect in a lose-release WWF match. So that's going to be a lot of fun on our next recording. But not to fast-forward too much, Royal Rumble 1992, the match coming up. One hour, 20 minutes, 30 seconds. I'm going to have the audio up for this first few moments, maybe even Jack Tunney's introduction with the rules of the Royal Rumble match itself because he's going to be in the ring. And uh, we're off to the races. And from time to time, I'll give you timestamps stamps and do your thing if you got the guts. Yeah. So, with that being said, when I say play, press play. And I'll give you a countdown in three, two, one, play.
2: And now back to me, Gene Olsen, the winner of the Royal Rumble
3: as the undisputed World Wrestling Federation champ, Undoubtedly, we'll be defending that title at WrestleMania 8 in-, in Indianapolis at the Hoosier Dome on Sunday, April 5th. Now, we had occasion to talk to some of the participants in the Royal Rumble, even out the 11th hour. Let's get their thoughts.
2: Mm, yeah, the Royal Rumble. The single greatest wrestling event and match ever in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. Come Yeah, against 29 of the greatest wrestlers in the world and only one man Can win the prestigious World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. I've won it before. I've been there before I've been to the top of the mountain And I'm going back I'm going back this afternoon Two things I want to accomplish this afternoon, yeah Number one Sometime I want to get my hands on the Snake Man and the other thing is, yeah, I wanna once again be the World Wrestling Federation Champion. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, it is this simple. The man who is standing last in the Royal Rumble will be the World Wrestling Federation Champion. So all I ask you to do is open your eyes. It will hit you in the head like a shot. For you are looking at the man that is superior to all. You are looking at the next world wrestling Federation champion. You are looking at Sid
1: Justice. The <laughs> Ember <laughs> Come here.
2: now, closer. You know, one of the biggest thrills in my life, It's when I get to take something. And today, I got the opportunity to take the biggest prize ever from 29 of the best wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation. And you know something? Wouldn't it be just great? The world wrestling title right around my waist. The repo, man. Oh, what a thrill. Because remember, what's mine is mine. And what's yours? It's mine, too. last time the British Bulldog was in a match like this was in the Royal Albert Hall in London, England, my hometown. And what a thrill it was for me to dispose of 19 other opponents over the top rope and stand victorious in the hallowed halls of the Royal Albert Hall. But what a bigger thrill it's going to be this afternoon when the British Bulldog steps in the Royal Rumble and disposes of 29 other opponents and gets the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight championship belt around my waist, that will truly be a royal rumble. They say you can't always get what you want, but I've always been able to get what I need. This afternoon, the World Wrestling Federation championship belt is on the line. For 29 other men, it's going to be a big disappointment. I would never disappoint myself. You, I don't mind. And Savage, believe me when I tell you, I'll be waiting for you. Yeah, I'll save some for you. And I'll have just enough left to walk out with that title around my waist. Trust me. You're looking at the next World Wrestling Federation champion. You're looking at the man who rocks the cradle. Mirror, mirror on the wall! Today we find out who's the fastest of them all. We're at the Royal Rumble, and 30 of the greatest World Wrestling Federation superstars gathered today to find out who is the man for four months. I've called myself the real world champion, so for me, there's no backdoor. But remember, boys, and that's to all 29 of you, I've lived one way and one way only, and that's with the belief to be the man. You have to beat the man. And today at the Royal Rumble, I am the man. Woo! Oh, what a busy afternoon is going to be in my funeral parlor. Twenty-nine hearses have already been prepared. Twenty-nine bodies, twenty-nine caskets. Standing atop this mass carnage will be the Undertaker, crowned once more World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? Later on this afternoon, we get to prove a point that no one else can prove except us, man. In one given afternoon, we're going to prove to the whole world the power of Hulkamania. We're going to prove that we can beat all 29 other superstars in the World Wrestling Federation to get our WWF title back. Oh yeah, winning the Royal Rumble is one thing, the most prestigious event in the WWF. But when you add the WWF title on top of that, that changes the whole picture, man. But Hulkamaniacs, this is our cup of tea. They're going to be coming from all different directions. Friend or foe, they're all the same in the rumble. But it's just like always, we're always getting cheap-shotted by one of our so-called friends. Or we're always getting cheap-shotted by a no-good Jack Tunney. But this is our cup of tea. And in the Royal Rumble, we're going to prove that Hulkamania reigns supreme. But to all those people in Titan Tower, in the WWF offices, don't worry about The Undertaker or Jake the Snake stealing that belt man. Me and my little officers have a special battle plan for the Royal Rumble. And what you're going to do when Hulk Hogan
0: and his little Mm. All, over you. all right. They
1: don't do problems like that anymore. No.
0: through all of that. Now, Dennis, you remember how this all transpired, right? ...against Hulk Hogan the following Tuesday at the This Tuesday in Texas pay-per-view, which you can find in the archives here kicking out at two. Search Hogan the, the following Tuesday, following Tuesday, Tuesday at, at the This, this Tuesday, Tuesday in Texas, in Texas pay-per-view, pay-per-view, which, which you can, can find in the, find in the archives, archives here kick- out at Kicking Out out of two. two, search retromania Retro the Retro following, following Tuesday, Tuesday at, the at the This Tuesday in, in Texas, Texas pay per view, which, which you can find in the, the archives here, here. Kicking out of Kicking out two. two, search retromania with a W. The This Tuesday in Texas pay per view, which you can find in the archives here. Kicking out of two, search retromania with a W. You'll find it there. And at that point, Ric Flair got involved yet again, and. Hulk Hogan regained the WWF championship, but Jack Tunney had took the title away from him because Ric Flair's involvement in the match with Hogan. Actually, it's funny. The spot that 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 signaled it was Flair was standing in front of Jack Tunney arguing with him. Hogan grabbed the chair, nailed Flair. Flair falls on Jack Tunney. Hogan gets in the ring. He throws the undertaker's, the ashes from the urn in Undertaker's eyes while the referee is distracted. Big boot, leg drop. Hogan must pose, win the title at the end of the day. So that's how we got to this, where they decided to put the title on the line in this Royal Rumble match. Obviously, the most stacked Royal Rumble, at least in my opinion. Let's let's go through the list of. I'm gonna look up the list of participants in the 19. 19-
1: Where's Million Dollar Man and the British Bulldog.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely a um, definitely a a, a, a stacked. Um,
1: it's funny you could go. These two guys that, that are. Arguably, probably you can argue that they're, either they're these both guys, Hall of famers, both all the famers, but they're the
0: the best ever not to win the big one. They are in that top. There are a lot of guys in this rumble that are in that conversation of, of the best to never win the big one. DiBiase being one of them. DiBiase was slated to win the WWF Championship at WrestleMania four, as he was in the finals of that tournament and he lost to Randy Savage, and they put the belt on Savage. But it was um, DiBiase was the first choice. And from what I understand, um DiBiase had um I'm sorry, um it was Honky Tonk Man who didn't want to give up the Intercontinental title. That's the rumor. Was that Honky didn't want to give up the Intercontinental title and they needed a babyface champion because they couldn't have a, the two top heel champions. So that was where they 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 put Savage in. But I think Savage was building momentum anyways. I don't I don't find that story to be 100% true. Yeah. I'm sure it plays a part, but um but yeah, let's go through the list of the Royal Rumble entries. So we have Bulldog at number one, and Ted DiBiase at number two, um, with now DiBiase being the first person to be eliminated oh, hey. by the British Bulldog in one minute and eighteen seconds. I wonder if he was um, injured or something. That's this was towards the back nine of DiBiase's in-ring career. Yeah. So he would he would retire in the summer of ninety-three. Um, he was he was they had. I wouldn't say downplayed his role, but DiBiase went from being like an upper mid-card guy to then he was a tag team guy. Um, Not long after this Royal Rumble match, him and IRS would end up winning the tag team titles from the Legion of Doom. And here comes number three, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Let's find the audio for this. That is true. That is true by Gorilla at that time. Uh Flair would be the first person in the one through five category to win the Royal Rumble match. It was a nice little foreshadowing by uh by um uh Gorilla Monsoon. You see Mr. Perfect, the executive consultant at the time, was like Ric Flair's like sidekick manager slash whatever. Bobby Heenan was still part of the the, the operation but on the commentary side of it. So um, this is where this is where it begins for Flair, his journey to win this match right here. Um, let's talk about this Hall of Fame lineup that's in here. I want to go through the entrance as yeah. we watch this. Um, but Flair, another guy, Mr. Perfect, big uh, British Bulldog, uh, Sensational Sherry, Ted DiBiase, all Hall of Famers that at the moment. That is crazy. Uh, at, at, in this match that we just saw. And, I mean, the list will freaking continue. This is like no-brainers, too, like Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we can go down the accolades of, of all these guys and what they accomplished in their careers. I mean, DiBiase, former tag team champion. DiBiase was like an NWA United States champion, yeah. I think, years before that. Davey Boy, intercontinental tag team, European champion. Uh, Mr. Perfect, intercontinental champion. Um, AWA world heavyweight champion. Rick Flair, you know, I mean, his resume speaks for itself. 16-time world champion. Ta- tag team champion. U.S. champion. I mean, the list goes on and on. I think Ric Flair even wore the TV title at one point. Um, so, I mean, this is this is a, this is, in my opinion, in terms of accomplishments and accolades, the most stacked Royal Rumble class in history. Um, Jimmy Hart, Hall of Famer, yeah. leading a non-Hall of Famer, uh, Jerry Boy, Sags of the Nasty, Nasty Boys Boy.
1: are non-Hall of Famers. No, but I can be. see them getting in. It
0: they will be. I can see them getting in. Yeah, they 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 put the fucking bushwhackers in it. Yeah. So. Oh. They, I, I'm sure the Nasty Boys could uh, could could uh, play a role in um, yeah, in, in getting into the Hall of Fame. They were a fun little team. I mean, they they didn't have like classics, but they had some fun matches with the Steiners and the Road Warriors. Oh, they have the of wrestle for
1: shit. Yeah, thing, but they, they were good brawlers. But they were
0: entertaining. Yeah, one of my favorites, Cactus Jack and and Max Payne, Spring Stampede, 1994. WCW, that. you have to go see that on Peacock. I know you don't really like the app too much, but yeah. Spring Stampede, 1994, April of 1994 in WCW, Nasty Boys against Cactus Jack and Max Payne in a Chicago street fight. It was one of the most violent matches I had seen. Really? Without blood. You know, without blood, one of the most violent matches I'd seen between those two teams. They just beat the shit out of each other. And it looked, it was the closest thing to looking real. You know, yeah. like a re- resembling a real fight. Like it was just, it, it's one of my favorite matches. I have a lot of favorite matches, but it's one of them. Oh, yeah, no. is he out? Nope, no. not yet. Oh, now he, now is. he is. See you later. <laughs> See you later, Jerry Sags. Now Flair's all by himself yet again. And you know what's great about this match too? I don't know if you remember, Dennis, but the commentary from Bobby Heenan. Because Bobby Heenan had so much invested in, in Rick, yeah, as course. a character yeah. in Rick Flair being his guy, that... Heenan's just... Class. This is his greatest call, I think, of all time. And we'll, we'll play some audio. There's some spots in this match where he's got some classic stuff, some great one-liners um, in this match uh, that, that oh. people talk about to this day. Power slam by Bulldog yep. as we continue here with Haku.
1: It, it, you put him in the Hall of Fame someday?
0: I think Haku could go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. Haku was a, a staple in the mid card. King Haku at one point yeah. He was part of the Islanders tag team. Colossal Connection with Andre the Giant. He wrestled. In, uh, he was Andre's tag partner in Andre's yeah. last match in the WWF um, against Demolition at WrestleMania six. You could definitely put Haku in the in the Hall of Fame. There is a rumor recently, and I know that you used to follow New Japan. You're not big too much on that, but there is a rumor as of late. The WWE is interested in Haku's son, Tamatanga, who is... He's so good. I, I've seen He's some so stuff good. from him. I don't watch a whole lot of Him and, and Gorilla's a destiny are so good. Well, they're only interested in him so far. That's but, too bad. But I, I would imagine they might give the other kid a look, too. <clears> Tonga <throat> um, Loa, who was in WWE previously. He was... Um, he was uh, what was he? He was like a bodyguard, like Hunako or something like okay. that. Like he was a bodyguard for like some, some, some Mexican wrestler. Okay. It was like in 2011, 2012 maybe. Nice pile driver by Haku there. And of course, we've all heard the legendary stories of of Haku over the years and his toughness. <laughs> yeah,
1: breaking handcuffs and all that jazz.
0: There was one story Rick Flair told in a shoot interview once they were in Japan on a tour. It was like Ric Flair, Haku, and uh Hawk, Road Warrior Hawk. They were all at the bar drinking. And there was some some basketball players that were like semi pro, pro basketball players that spotted them in there and they did the whole oh, you guys are fake and Oh god. So um Hawk, Road Warrior Hawk went to the um the uh what was it? The um, the gift shop in the hotel, and they were they were selling uh, you know disposable razor blades for guys to shave, and he broke one of the razor blades off, and he cut his own forehead. He goes, "Is this fake now?" And then like the fight just turned crazy, and Haku threw somebody through a window, and they got arrested. <laughs> but then because they were you know wrestling, the the, the the police let them go, and so you see Shawn Michaels entering. Um, this is Shawn's first appearance as a solo performer after. Uh, dumping Marty Jannetty and throwing him through the barbershop window. Oh, so good. So, yeah, this is Sean's first uh, major event as a singles performer. And he wasn't even with Sherry then. So, he was by himself because we know yeah, Sherry was with DiBiase. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, this might have been Sherry's last major appearance. Oh, that was a horrible super it kick. Was. Flair blocked it like five feet away from his <laughs> foot.
1: It's a Roman match. I would be ultra safe in a, a Roman match. I get that.
0: Yeah. Sean is a singles performer here. It, it hit differently when I was younger because I was a big rockers guy. I was a big rockers guy, too. Oh, Sean's going over it. No, not just yet. Not yet. You tricked me. Oh! Another horrible super kick. He was, he was testing that one out for a while, it sounds like. Yeah,
1: what was his finish line? Like a back body drop? He what? did
0: like a side suplex. Which yeah, was right. Like, which was yeah. like weird. A
1: back body Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah.
0: And then, if I'm not mistaken, I believe... He hit the super kick once and Mr. Perfect on commentary called it Sweet Chin Music. He said, it's Sweet Chin Music, McMahon," mm-hmm. And it just stuck. That's, that's, that's the story I've heard over the years. It's a good name. Oh, yeah. It's a definitely a great name. But now everybody uses it. Yeah. And it's, it's not a finishing move. It's become a transitional oh, yeah.
1: move. And you, as much as I, I don't know if I, I'm such an defense with the Young Bucks right now. But anyway, but uh, yeah, they killed the super kick.
0: Everybody did. Dolph did it. The Usos, the Young Bucks, you know, everybody was doing. That was like when the DDT was a thing. The DDT was, you were done. You were out. Lights out. It was either Jake the Snake or Arn Anderson made that DDT a a, a real deal. And everybody started doing it, and it became, you know, a transitional move. As we see, El Matador, Tito Santana, Arriba, another Hall of Famer. Sean also a two-time Hall of Famer. Went in as a solo act and went in as DX. Ric Flair, a two-time Hall of Famer, uh, went in with the Four Horsemen and as a solo act. They'll probably throw him in with Evolution at one point, I'm sure. With yeah, I Evolution's going to
1: make it. So Evolution
0: will weird. probably make it. Although the rumor is, is that Batista, because before COVID they announced Batista as an entrant in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He was going to go in with the NWO. And Batista, um, because of COVID, he turned it down. Or he he agreed. Him and WWE came to an agreement that they'll do yeah. it at a later date. I have a feeling that at this upcoming WrestleMania in Hollywood this year, we will see Batista as the 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 um, the featured attraction in the Hall of Fame. They'll finally do it. Uh, have you watched any movies that Batista's been in?
1: Yeah, um, James Bond. He was in that. He was I in know, a Bond movie? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't he know He was that. not uh, the main villain, but the, the, the main villain's henchman. <laughs> okay, so it he was pretty, like... He played like yeah, a, a small he part. he played pretty good. He got thrown off... Um, he got thrown off the... He was fighting Bond on a train and somehow Bond figured out how to like throw him off. <laughs> that uh But yeah, I'm trying to think what other Batista movies I've seen. Um, I like a few of them. Um, I really do. Uh, man, drawing blanks were... Anyway, I saw at least one or two Batista movies where I'm like... This
0: is pretty good. He's in a movie oh, on Of course,
1: the fucking... Um, Avengers? The yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I saw one of those Avengers with him in it, and it was pretty fun. Um, I didn't see all of them. I'm not huge in the comic book movies. You would think as a wrestling fan, I'd be a big comic book movie guy, but, uh, but I'm not. Uh, I did see one movie um, where he played, like, I think, like, an undercover cop or something. It was like it went like straight to Netflix. This was like he's one of his it. earlier movies. But he's actually in a movie with Diddy, so he's, a, he's, a, um, uh,
1: he's uh, got a good role in it. Role yeah,
0: in. I think he's, I like, think a, he's like a like a, a co-star star or, a supporting, or supporting. I forget, I forget exactly, exactly, but so. he's, a,
1: the, um,
0: he's got I a good role mean, in yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I think, think he's, he's like a so like so a co-star or a supporting. I forget exactly, but he's he's been he's done quite a bit in the short period of time he's been gone from wrestling. you see, the Barbarian, not a Hall of Famer. We're going to go through who's in the Hall of Fame and who's not in the Hall of Fame as we watch this. But Barbarian, uh, not in the Hall of Fame.
1: I would like to see the faces of fear someday make it to the Hall of Fame. Him and
0: Haku yeah. together as a team? Or what about him and Warlord and Powers of Pain?
1: No, you gotta, I, I think uh, uh, faces of fear. definitely. First of really all, in like my opinion,
0: if, if, if Barbarian's going to go in with Haku yeah. as a team, you got to put Demolition in first.
1: Oh, absolutely. There I mean, wasn't Hall whole Fame No,
0: because they were part of that gigantic class action lawsuit against WWE gotcha. a number of years ago with the concussions. When the NFL got sued and paid out like yeah. $800 million to all these families and players of, of suffering the head trauma from playing, this 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 lawyer out of New Jersey had um, rounded up like over 100-plus uh, former wrestlers that were employed with WWE some actually weren't even employed with WWE and they managed to get them involved in the lawsuit. That's kind of crap. Yeah, and the 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 case got thrown out, but um a lot of these guys you know, like like Demolition, I think Barbarian was even a part of that lawsuit as well if I'm not mistaken. A lot of guys were part of it, but um yeah, Demolition's not in the Hall of Fame right now because of it. That's crazy. But you know, we're we're living in a different time. Period, at least with WWE. Now that, well, as of recently, Vince McMahon did come back and he's on the board again, but that's to facilitate a sale. Who, who do you think, if, if anyone's buying it, who do you think's taking it?
1: Hi, Disney. Do you, you think Disney's going to get they it? They have so much money. Yeah, they have so much
0: money. Do you think Disney will stay true to it? Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, another Hall of Famer, no. went in with the the Von Erichs in uh, two thousand and nine. I'm look, looking back at.
1: Um, the tornado of his career in WWE. Obviously,
0: he died. But, yep. like, but
1: like, there there's so much meat to that bone. And, and you can tell he was digressing. I just never got that. I never got why he didn't get sh- shots to the moon. Well,
0: because, I mean, he, uh, from what I gather, his, his reputation preceded him in terms of his reliability because of his, his, his drug issue behind the scenes. He also had one, he's, he's wrestling with one foot. And a lot of guys in the oh, locker room yeah, at right. that time didn't know this. He hid that very well. I think it's the right foot, if I'm not mistaken. You'll see that the right—you can kind of tell that the right boot is thicker than the left one. Like what happened again? A motorcycle the motorcycle accident. They had to amputate his foot. Originally, so originally he got involved in a motorcycle accident, and he was in the hospital, and he was going to be out of action for a while. And I guess uh, one night in the middle of the night, he got up to use the bathroom when he wasn't supposed to. And or he fell off his bed in the hospital and crushed his foot, and then they had to amputate it. Ugh. So not not a lot of people knew about that with his with his his, uh, his foot injury. I believe during this time in WWF, a lot of people didn't know that he had an amputated foot. So he was wrestling with one foot, um, and I believe a prosthetic in in that uh, in that right boot.
1: Yeah, I would, if you didn't know the story, you, I, I don't think. You would never know in a million
0: years. Yeah, I mean, he his, his his debut when he came in and he beat Mister Perfect. He was Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. It was it was great. He was. I, he dropped
1: the title to you know.
0: Back to Mister Perfect. Okay. Yeah, he dropped it back to Mister Perfect with help from the Million Dollar Man. Mister Perfect hired the Million Dollar Man to uh, to, to cost him the title.
1: I was about to say, no question. I was about to say it's the Repo Man, Hall of Fame, and Demolition but we already know that. Yeah, too. he's.
0: Not, it'd be funny if they put him in as Repo Man first before Demolition yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, um, Barry Darso, Repo Man. You never know, a man I mean, of many gimmicks.
1: I really do think they put. I know we. I, I know I said it's at least three or four times on, on this podcast, but uh, I really believe they put the Coco Beware in so they could put like put Repo guys man, like him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Coco. I mean. People will argue Coco was a great performer. He 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 really was. He was a good performer. And they they talked about how much of a draw he was in Memphis. I feel like... Here's here's what I feel like, okay? And this isn't a slight... uh, And this might come across the wrong way. But I feel like Junkyard Dog as an African-American wrestler set the bar so high for the African-American community... That everybody else that came after him was kind of a step down because Junkyard Dog was so good. Good point. Not, you know, Coco Beware was a great performer, yeah. and people were into him. But everyone's criteria is different for the Hall of Fame, and I just didn't think he fit that criteria. Did the people like him? Yes. Did he have a long, sustainable run? You could argue yes in some in some cases, but he didn't win any titles. He was on the losing end quite often. So, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't think that, I didn't think him, I didn't think the Bushwhackers, Godfather, well, I don't know, God, see, Godfather and Big Boss Man are two that, like, I could argue that should have gotten in the, that, that well, they are in the Hall of Fame, but that it was reasonable to put them in the Hall of Fame, because they were both popular were characters, they and they were over, you know what I mean? Bushwhackers were over too. Everybody fucking waved their arms and did the Bushwhacker walk. They all licked each other. But at the same time, like.
1: I think you put the. You got to put the no-brainers in first: the Demolitions, the Rockers. You got to do that before you put Bushwhackers.
0: Greg Valentine, the hammer.
1: No, you got to be a Hall of Famer.
0: He is a Hall of Famer, Famer. yes. He went in in 2004. Former Intercontinental Champion, former Tag Team Champion, former WCW United States Tag Team Champion, former. NWA United States singles champion. Valentine's probably his best work was Roddy Piper leading into the Star oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the dog collar yeah, match. Yeah, And then his stuff with Tito Santana in the WWF right before the big boom. Uh, the, before Wrestlemania. Because be, I'd, I'd seen some shoot interviews where um, Valentine and Tito thought they were going to have their big blow off match at Wrestlemania 1. And Vince went in a different direction and put Valentine with Junkyard Dog and then went to Tito and said, I need you to um, work with the Executioner because I need you're reliable and I know you're yeah. going to put out a good opening match. So Vince was trying to spread the wealth out on the WrestleMania 1 card. And so he, he blew off Tito and Valentine just a little bit early. But well, a lot of people have said that Valentine and Tito probably should have probably should have ended at WrestleMania 1. That should have been the blow-off for the Intercontinental title.
1: Are, are, are you
0: not? Like, I don't know. I watched a cage match with them once on YouTube that was a lot of fun. And I'm not a big Greg Valentine guy, but um, very underrated back then in terms of his ability in the ring oh, and his psychology. Um,
1: so who do you think that, uh, do you know, you know, uh, I always want to Wonder about this question. Who did the figure four first? Was it Greg or was it Rick?
0: Uh, honestly, I think it was Buddy Rogers.
1: What I'm
0: just saying, though, between those two guys. Between I those two was, guys? Huge thing, but... I you think. I think, honestly, oh, uh, Nikolai Volkov here, another Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't know who did it first. It could have been Flair and Valentine could have adopted it, but yeah. both, both Flair and Valentine, Flair and Valentine were actually a tag team. In the NWA in the early days, I before think, before Flair's major run as the Nature Boy,
1: I do remember that was always the um, big uh, recess talk. Like, like who, Rick right? does it better. Rick does it better. Yeah, and I always thought like, I wonder who did it first.
0: I don't. That, to be honest with you, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know.
1: I would say that was legitimate. That for for, for the wrestling clique and elementary school, that was a big thing. It yeah, really was. Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah. Because I remember, you know, I, I WWF was the first wrestling that I was exposed to. Yeah, and, then, exactly. and then I would yeah. see NWA um, not long after. I think it was like 88, 87, 88 was when I would watch NWA. Um, Did you have
1: the same thing? That Saturday mornings, I went glow wrestling at 10. Um, didn't, watch a lot of, a- didn't watch a, a lot a- of, a- of glow. A- Here, speaking
0: of which, Valentine's putting a figure four on Flair. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Look at that. <laughs> all right continue so glow is at, uh, hey, hey, at 10 nwa
1: uh was at 11 and the wwe was at 12 and i'm and i almost heard it was at the same station i i,
0: I didn't watch a lot of glow so i yeah. don't remember but i do remember watching wwf first and then nwa later but then there were times where i remember watching nwa first earlier in the morning yeah. sometimes it was on at like eight o'clock in the morning and then WWF would be on at like 10 or 11, whether it was Superstars or Wrestling yeah. Challenge. One of the two. I
1: think it was ABC, Channel Lee, in Connecticut. Yeah. I think it was... I know GLOW Glo and WWF at the time definitely were on the same station. But I'm almost certain that... that that I remember it went 10, 11,
0: 12. Speaking both. of which, who's the big boss man. No. I'll Hall of me. Famer. He was a guy that I thought, as a kid... Would have been a good intercontinental champion because he was so popular. Oh, totally. He was so popular. Did
1: he win any championship tag
0: or? Um, he was actually. Oh, when, when well, he, he was at the hardcore. He right? was the hardcore champion uh, and then he was actually okay. a tag team champion with Ken Shamrock in the 90s, in we the really late don't 90s. Yeah, not at all. Part of the corporation with Vince. Okay. He was Vince's like like bodyguard. I
1: remember, of course, I remember him getting hanged on the. <laughs> oh, on
0: the, <laughs> yeah. from the Hell in the Cell, yeah. But that's
1: the, in your opinion, where's Hell in the Cell? Other than uh, other than uh,
0: Seth Rollins and the Fiend,
1: um, yeah, it was pretty bad too. And I was going to say the the Doll Kennel match, but I actually think the Doll, doll Kennel match might have been better than the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. And you'd like to a Bray Wyatt super fan too?
0: Yeah. Um, well, Boss Man... I, I just remember I think that as a kid, as a teenager, I expected more because that Hell in the Cell between him and Undertaker at WrestleMania fifteen was about seven months. Seven or eight months um, following Undertaker, Mankind when he threw Mankind off the Hell yeah, in the Cell. Yeah, Which, yeah. by the way, we're gonna watch that match in full this year because we're gonna approach be. the 25 year anniversary of, of of that Hell in the Cell match. Um, I'm sure a lot of podcasts are going to be covering yeah. that as well. Flair dumps Bulldog. Bulldog. We got Repo Man. He just got dumped over by Big Boss Man. We're keeping track here. We're currently at 1 hour 54 minutes and 21 seconds. Kerry Von Erich, He's goner. Um, we still got Sean, El Matador, Tito Santana, and the Barbarian in this match. Flair's fighting for his life here. Let's play the audio. See what the audio. Oh, let's play the audio because someone else is coming out next. Let's Let's, let's take a listen. And El Matta and Michaels are
2: gone. Yes.
0: He does. That was awful. (laughs) Oh, that's good. All right, I think Piper's next, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to take a look at my list right now. Yeah, Piper is next. Oh, interesting here.
1: this
0: This is great commentary by Bobby here coming up. You'll like this. i <laughs> at his best. Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, he's... He's really selling the fact that this is such a big deal for him because Flair's his client, you know? I love it. Um, Jake the Snake, Hall of Famer. Roddy Piper, Hall of Famer. Roddy Piper winning the Intercontinental Championship from the Mountie earlier in this this broadcast. Duggan, a uh, no Hall of Famer? Duggan, another Hall of Famer. That's right. Duggan went in two thousand. What actually happened
1: to the poor Duggan?
0: Duggan? Uh, the story... It's an interesting story. It was right around Christmas time. Someone broke into his house. This young kid. And Duggan managed to subdue the kid. Didn't hurt him.
1: Oh, really? It thought.
0: But the yeah. kid, I guess, was peer pressured to like break into the house or something Like with a couple of other friends. And the kid got caught. And Duggan was home. And, um, and Duggan ended up subduing the kid until the police came. And he was like a minor, too. He was like a young kid. He wasn't like... Um, yeah. But yeah, Duggan uh, Duggan stopped the home uh, home invasion from from taking place.
1: I just know really like I just didn't know the full story. I just know really like he was in the news that uh, I'm
0: gonna look it up right now.
1: The,
0: yeah, Hexa Jim Duggan home home invasion. I'll probably find it like that. Okay. Here we go. Hacksaw Jim Duggan held a suspect at gunpoint at his residence on December 8th until police arrived on the scene in South Carolina. Duggan discussed the incident in an interview, explaining that the man climbed over the fence at his home and ran through the yard to the front door, pounding on the glass doors. Hall of Fame inductee Hacksaw Jim Duggan... Uh, when the, uh, hold on a second. When the man opened the door and entered the home, Duggan was there with a gun. Um, Duggan held the man at gunpoint while another person called the police. No one was injured. Um, turns out, I guess this individual, I, I got the stories mixed up. Yeah. So apparently it turns out this individual was running to get help because he was being chased by somebody. Okay. Um, and so he ran into Duggan's house and Duggan subdued him with a gun or held, held him up at gunpoint until the cops came.
1: So, 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 so a kid or adult. Kid- Oh, would get chased by people? Yeah. And, and so I got the story got, all wrong. So it was a young kid.
0: Yeah. I don't know how old he was. doesn't say in the, in the article, but um, he was being chased by somebody, broke into Duggan's house, tried to get in. Duggan opened the door with a gun, kept him at gunpoint until the cops came. So, hero. Saved his house, but I also saved that kid's life. So you see Erwin R. Scheister. So you see Erwin R. Scheister. Otherwise known as IRS. Is he a Hall of Famer? No, he is not. Oh, come on. You got to put him Mike in. Mike Rotundo? Yeah, I would think he'd You got to put would... him in. I would think he'd been a Hall of Famer. I
1: love IRS.
0: Mike Rotundo was a solid performer. The father of current WWE superstar Bray yeah. Wyatt. Maybe I'm
1: biased super... because I've said this a million times. The... i say it again. I am a super
0: fan of Bray. The brother in law to Barry Wyndham, who recently suffered a heart attack. Really? Is he okay? Yeah, he's good now. All right. um, I love Barry. But he was in ICU for a little bit. He suffered a heart attack um, and went to cardiac arrest in the airport in Atlanta. And someone gave him chest compressions and saved his life. Jesus. And so now there's been a GoFundMe account that was put together for Barry Windham. Uh, lots of wrestlers and fans uh, in the wrestling community donated to, to Barry's, um, Barry's medical bills. Because uh, most of these wrestlers don't have insurance. Um, some, some of them didn't even save their money. So
1: this is getting way off the rails. Okay. But, but, but I think this is just crazy, in my opinion. That that uh, so, so, so I've been unemployed. I got finally got a job. Yeah, front desk. anyway, that uh, I was unemployed for like three months. That's I got Husky insurance.
0: Yep. Like Husky insurance? Which of course you're paid for. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 uh, that that uh, is better is
1: better than the insurance that that was paid for at the. So, so, anyway, sometimes anyway, I
0: it it's is, crazy. Yeah. I'm just saying,
1: these wrestlers should get Husky insurance. I'm not joking. Anyway. In the
0: state of Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Stucker Hall Stuka, of Famer.
1: Piece of shit, but Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: that's right. You, you 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 claim him to... Oh, I mean, the, the evidence does he point... He
1: fucking killed that girl. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 I like to think innocent until proven guilty, but there's some times where... Come on, man. And that's
0: where your disdain for Vince McMahon is, because in the story, Vince helped him cover it up, or Vince Vince got him out of it. When I read right? that
1: story when I was like fourteen years old, I remember I was reading it, and I'm just like, "This." You were dude. fourteen when it happened? No, 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 no. I was, uh, you know, I, I didn't even know it even happened. Yeah, I just okay. remember my dad said something about I used to love. Uh, Jimmy Snuka. Yep. And my dad goes, you like that piece of shit. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why are you calling him a piece of shit? And it's like, just look him up, Dennis. And, I, and, and like, somehow I got like a newspaper article on him or something. It, it was very obscure. And I just like saw it in the library and I'm like, yeah, this guy is a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. It's it, it, for those of you that are, don't know what we're, we're, discussing. Jimmy Snuka was involved with a, with a woman. And they're married, right? Wasn't it his wife?
1: I think girlfriend,
0: but okay. like very close. Maybe okay. fiance even. Okay. He was with a woman yeah. and there was an incident at a hotel where things got physical and allegedly um, the story goes is that she hit her head on like the corner of like a dresser or a you nightstand know? or something like that. But a lot of evidence on her body proves that there was just more than that and... Snooka claims that she just fell and hit her head. Um, then goes to work. Then, then, then goes to wrestle. And then goes to wrestle. And then she was found dead. And uh, speaking of dead, here's oh my Undertaker. Yes, it's time for the Royal Rumble. Twenty nine bodies, twenty nine caskets. <laughs> that was
1: such a great promo. It was. That, that was, was a great, great promo. promo. Yeah, yeah. I miss. I miss. Um, Paul Bearer uh, was, was such a. I'm
0: I'm so glad that when Undertaker went in the Hall of Fame, he he took time out of his speech to address yeah. Paul Bearer and what Paul Bearer meant to his his character and his career, because that Paul Bearer character. Larry, well, right, let me ask you this. Yeah. And really think about this question okay. here. Okay. Yeah. If there was no Paul Bearer, speak. Oh, wow. snooker has gone. <laughs> Another, He's like, you murdering piece of shit. You're out of the rumble. Still no good
1: job to Undertaker again.
0: You killed your wife. Now you're eliminated. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, Undertaker, if there was no Paul Bearer to Undertaker, let's just say they kept brother yeah. love with Undertaker, do you think Undertaker's character would have been as successful? He was so good.
1: I, I I gotta say yes, but like, they were peanut butter and jelly. They, they were. Wore, it was they yeah. They were. But but let's just say for condiments, uh, uh to make, to make the same uh, make a condiment uh, analogy. Yeah. Like, like like do you put peanut butter in the Hall of Fame of condiments? Absolutely. You put jelly in there, uh, and uh, then you can put them together. You, can and make you it together. You get something really really amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. But 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 I, I I you just gotta think just by how. Awesome, he was like. Do here's a better question, in my opinion. Would the Undertaker gimmick would that it last as long without Paul Bearer? I don't know. I think you might have to switch gimmicks. But I think that,
0: that uh, Mark Gallows, by Hogan, Cork, yes, Galloway. the uh, Gallows,
1: sorry, would absolutely be an Hall of Fame. He's just so fucking good. He's just the best big man, in my opinion, of all time. That, that, that uh, And I and, and I love me some Hosses, but he's the best. Yeah, so that, that, I, I'd uh, say
0: Undertaker is the best big man. That, yeah, that um, Macho uh, Man in the house, another Hall of Famer.
1: This do to, to my opinion, uh, I, I, that, that, uh, I know we uh, pre. Um, Pre production we talked
0: about the stupidest elimination of all time and we're gonna get to this because I'm gonna think, show you I'm, a, I'm gonna I'm show to see this. I'm gonna show you a stupid elimination that involves but how can not that only, be stupider listen, than listen that? watch watch all right. all it's, right. it's fucking stupid Randy Savage Jake the Snake Undertaker we're gonna play the audio for this okay what's happening soon huh yeah watch just watch this Oh, what are you doing? Told you. Look at that. Now listen. And the taker, the taker, they lose himself too? Just listen. Listen, shut up. <laughs>
2: Alright.
0: So you just saw that. Yeah. He eliminates Jake. He throws himself over the top rope. Yeah. They call an audible. Undertaker goes out there to try and get him back in the ring because Savage is so caught up in the moment. Yeah, that on commentary, Gorilla's like, "Oh, he just wasted an opportunity uh, to get a, to get his hands on Jake." And then Bobby saves it by saying, "Oh no, he had to be thrown over the top rope. He couldn't eliminate himself. So there was a there was a, a fuck up there. That is the dumbest Royal Rumble elimination." That and when Mill Mil Mascaris jumped off the top rope in the '97 yeah, yeah, Royal little, the Rumble. Guy, yeah. yeah, that. uh... Wow. That is dumber than the one the following year when Yokozuna eliminated Randy Savage. In my opinion, you may have a different that.
1: Or oh. splitting hair, is my opinion. But that, yeah, he, I just think it's still Yokozuna is stupider because because here's the thing. All right, you, you, you know, you know, he ruined his, uh, you know. Uh, his marriage, you know, you, you know the or the wedding day, you
0: know what I mean? So so I get Jake, it, Jake and Undertaker. Is,
1: get it. You're heated rage, right? And
0: a month prior, he wrestles Jake at this Tuesday in Texas, and Jake the Snake slaps Miss Elizabeth in the face.
1: Yeah, So I get it. He's in heated rage. Yep. He knocks him over. Now he wants to kill him, right? Yeah. But the, the elimination against Yokozuna, he does the,
0: the elbow, the elbow drop goes, so goes for the pin. Goes for the pin. pin. And
1: then Yokozuna's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I still think
0: that's dumber. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, yeah, like you said, we're splitting hairs. That's your. <laughs> but you're right,
1: Toe. I couldn't believe it.
0: I'm. I'm surprised you didn't remember that.
1: I don't. You know my memory shot the fuck.
0: Yeah, but, that's, uh, true. but uh, that's true. That that uh. Berserker, not a hall of famer. But
1: technically, I guess he didn't get a little. little, little,
0: little tell He's me. back in the ring. <laughs> yeah, because he he fucked up. He got so worked into the in, into the the spot that you know he went he went with instinct. And threw himself out.
1: Oh man! But yeah, that was pretty dumb.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Berserker, not a hall of famer. I don't think he'll be one anytime soon. Uh, I don't think so either. Maybe. But let's. You know, I'm going to go through this list right now as we're watching yeah. this. Okay. So, British Bulldog, Ted DiBiase, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Tito Santana, Texas Tornado, Greg Valentine, Nikolai Volkov, Big Boss Man, Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake, Jim Duggan. Jimmy Snuka, Undertaker, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, all Hall of Famers.
1: That's crazy. What was that, 20?
0: That's. I'll go through the list here. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 17 out of the 30 are currently... Dubbed Hall of Famers. And was, and Flair already, and Hogan and Michaels the only three ti- the only two-time Hall yeah. of Famers out of this. And bunch. This is
1: Curry. It, it, I truly believe put Repo Man in, in for demolition. That's going to happen someday. Come yep. on. Oh, Rise you know 18.
0: what? Oh, you know what? Here, I forgot somebody. Yeah. he wrestled under a different persona, but the Iron Sheik, he's a Hall of Famer, and he's coming in as Colonel Mustafa in this Royal Rumble. Good point. Yep. Yeah. He's he's, so, he's, so he's up
1: to eighteen Curry. So yeah. And I think IRS had the puncher chance. Yep. I even think Virgil believed I could be as a manager to DiBiase. I think. I think he. No, nah, probably not. No. I was trying to. No.
0: No. I'm sorry. I tried. No. Virgil. Virgil was over for like. Three months when DiBiase dumped him and he won the million dollar belt. That how was about it. Him,
1: uh, the manager? you don't think he then? Uh, he didn't do much. You're right. He didn't
0: do much. He didn't talk. He didn't, do he didn't much, talk. Much. He handed DiBiase the money. He yeah. took the bumps. You know, like he wasn't like, you know, vital. He wasn't like a Jimmy Hart Jimmy, or like a Mister okay. Fuji. You know, pissed you. Think a
1: picture, you must have been. You're of Jim Duggan, right? You're 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 driving these pieces of shit. Uh, you you know like. Um, you know, um, you know, cars for you know the rental cars. Yep. That that, that uh, driving 200 miles and here's DB. I think DBOXI. Right, you had to do the gimmick, right? But here's fucking Virgil, right? To just following DBOXI and these awesome cars. Yep. G- g- getting, Get like, little service. getting little services. Because that
0: because back then Vince wanted you to. <laughs> of Vin, Vince Vince gave them. I, the story I heard was Vince gave them play money and said, "Here, here you go. This is uh." You know, this is uh, you know, you have to live this character. Yeah. And so, if you go out to a nice restaurant, uh, you know, you gotta spend the money. You know, uh, limo service, we'll take care of it. Airfare, we'll take care of it. Like they literally.
1: Yeah, can you imagine Devia's? You must have been like, yeah, I think I can do that.
0: <laughs> and and the, the 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 premise behind the Million Dollar Man character came from a um. Uh, an incident that took place on a on an airplane once with Vince McMahon. Bruce Pritchard told this story. Yeah. Vince is sitting in first class. There's a guy sitting next to him. Lights up a cigarette. Vince hates smoking. Vince offers him $50. Nope. Pal, I'll give you 100 bucks. Nope. How about 200 Nope. All right, dude. I'll give you $500 if you don't smoke that cigarette for the entire flight. Okay, done. Hands him the cash. Doesn't light up one bit. Bruce looks over him and says... God damn, you're the million dollar man. And that's where the name came yeah. from and that's where it was born with DiBiase. As we see Iron Sheik Baba Colonel Mustafa with General Adnan into the Royal Rumble and break your back and make you humble. Ah, fuck your cog in the big jabroni. Iron Sheik, there's some great Iron Sheik stories. I, I Sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I will just type in Iron Sheik stories and I will watch shoot interviews of guys that, that, um, that, uh, that uh, traveled with Iron Sheik and had some great stories. Marty Jannetty tells a hilarious Iron Sheik story. They were um, they're at some club and Jannetty had like two girls and he's, he was trying to mess around with one of them so he told Sheik to keep the other one distracted. So Sheik brings the girl up to the room and Sheik thinks he's going to get some pussy so he like offers her a drink. Yeah. He, uh, he smokes some weed. He gives her a little you know booger sugar. And she don't want any part of it, and she's just she she does all the stuff, but she don't want to give anything up to him. Yeah, yeah. So, Genetti, Genetti fucking is with the other girl, and he goes he goes uh, up to the room and he leaves her room. And there's a window in the hallway where you could see the front desk or the front outside area of the hotel, and. Jeanette sees this girl that he was with previously getting wheeled into an ambulance. So oh, he shit. so he fucking knocks on Sheik's door and he's like, I told you to watch her. What the fuck happened? And Sheik tells her, he's like, Mati, I give her, I, I I, give her drink. She take drink. I give her smoke. She smoke. I give her, you know, a little powder. She take the powder. But then when, you know, I try to tell her, you know, okay, it's time for Sheiky baby. She say no. So I give her a short clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> he hit her? He fucking... Jannetty says that he clotheslined her. <laughs> the way Jannetty tells the story, it's fucking hilarious. How did he not go to jail? It's hilarious. Well, he hid in the fucking... So the cops show up yeah. to Jannetty's room and they're looking for him. They're looking for the sheik. Yeah. And he, But they went by his real name. We're looking for Kazzaro, such and such, yeah. or whatever, right? He's like, I don't know who that is. And they were like, uh, Iron Sheik. The wrestler, he goes. Oh, I don't know. I don't think he's here. I think he. I think. I think he left. But she got away with it. He fucking closed like this chick because she wouldn't give it up. Oh to my him. god. Yeah, Rick Martell, a guy who definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame. How about putting Tito as a double over the voice. Now nah, I like to. Be, I like Tito went in solo by himself. Yeah. I think Martell should go in as the model. Totally. He had a great gimmick. The stuff he did with Jake, the snake. Yeah, um, the blindfold
1: match. The, I don't think it's, it's the shit that a lot of people make it out to be, but but uh, it's such a great concept. But, but, but that was a great rivalry. It was great a great rivalry.
0: rivalry. The blindfold match was a fitting end yeah. to the rivalry. And Jake, being such a master psychologist, he played that role so well. Yeah. And Martel was such a good chicken shit heel. It worked. It absolutely worked. I, I have it's a it's a hidden gem for me. It's it's it's. it's People like you said they shit on it because of the gimmick, but Jake be, Jake made it work, man. So did Martel. They both did. I, it was it was a nice little mid card match for that WrestleMania. I
1: would, if, I, if I, like I you know me I liked I like sometimes I I enjoy at least for like critiquing uh, I like shitty things more than I, like good things, right? Yeah. So I, I, if you have the if I'm reading a like a top ten list of worst WrestleMania matches, and if it has a blindfold match, I go on the next list. I'm like, you're full of shit. You're just being stupid. That uh that um but that uh by Rick Bartel here, here comes Hogan that um
0: I think definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Yeah, I'm 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 going on a limb. This year's thing? this year's Hall of Fame? No. Yeah. I think Batista's the headliner. I think Martel makes it in. Um, I think they're going to shorten it to like four or five candidates. So
1: they got to slow the pony down because they're going to run out. Well,
0: the thing, 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 thing is that now that they now they tape the Hall of Fame after SmackDown airs on Friday night, so everybody in the arena that goes to SmackDown gets the Hall of Fame for oh, that's free. Cool. So, but it it to me, I think it cheapens the concept. Uh, totally, absolutely. I, I think it cheapens the concept. I think they could still do the Hall of Fame separately. I think they can they can they can run it separately, but make it more intimate. You know, put it in like honestly, I would put it in like a theater, like 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 not like a big giant arena, but like a theater that seats maybe like a thousand. They did it a couple times in the theater. Oh, Undertaker's gone. Hogan eliminates him. That's the end of Undertaker's run in the rumble match. And here goes the Berserker.
1: I used to love the Berserker. Husk, Husk. That was those. That was an homage to uh, uh,
0: the Bruiser. Right? Bruiser Brody, yeah, because him and Brody used to tag in Japan. Really, never yeah, did that. Yeah, I was like brief. It was. Okay. It was not like a, a. It wasn't you know to the depths of like Brody and Hanson when they were a legendary team in Japan. Yeah. But uh, Brody talked t- tagged with him. Oh, there's Virgil. Oh, uh, Virgil and, and Duggan, Duggan are gone. All right, we're down to the nitty gritty here. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, ah. we have. We have how many more entrants one two three we have four more entrants left in this Royal Rumble match to round out the competition of 30 and coming up next is an individual who's not in the Hall of Fame probably doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame but low-key now 31 years later this is an interesting gimmick was oh, the alligator right. man oh, yeah. Skinner yeah Skinner yeah this is an interesting little you know back swampy you know gimmick. If you will, yeah.
1: With the, I it, I've never seen the promos, so I don't remember what anything he said. Was he creepy or anything like that? he was. Yeah, I mean, he, he,
0: I wouldn't say creepy, but like you know, he, he they'd have him in like the like the like the swamp, and I guess like in real life, Steve Kern has um, he he has uh, a background in like uh, not hunting alligators, but like. Alligator calls, like like like, do you, yeah. you know how there's like bird calls, like there's like an alligator like whistle call or whatever that like you can use like, and I guess in real because he's from Florida, yeah. So he's, you know, there's a lot of alligators down there, like there are bears in, in the Northeast up here. But um, Baron Corbin once told a story that he was traveling with Steve Kern when he was in NXT because Steve Kern was a was an agent and him and Kern were having a conversation about the Skinner character and about like the you know the vignettes and all the alligator you know like the the mating calls around you know if it's a mating call or if it's like a cat call or and Kern bet him like I think like 20 bucks or something he was like I, I bet you I can we pull over on the side of the road I can get an alligator to come up to the car he's like no fucking way so he does his little fucking yeah. do, his whistle thing or whatever and this fucking gator comes out yep yeah legit That'd be crazy. yeah so he's got a background in that, but the vignettes used to be like he would be in the water he'd rise up from the water he had like the knife in his mouth and like the little alligator claw yeah. hanging I don't know I don't remember if he actually had like a live alligator in the um, in any you know, of those vignettes I'll have to YouTube that and look it up but uh, I have the one and only Skinner action figure in my case over there um, next to the Mountie no way yep there's a Skinner action figure oh yeah too. So, Sergeant Slaughter, Mr. GI Joe, Hall of Famer, yep. former WWF champion. I don't know if he, I don't think he's currently employed with the WWE at no. this moment. I don't think he works for them anymore. But I just read recently that he's not thrilled with Lacey Evans using the the Cobra Clutch as her finish. Ah, he She's doing like a USA military yeah. type gimmick. I they, think
1: they what like the was right. I'm sad they she doesn't do that anymore. They
0: repackaged her. Yep. Um because um, they needed to. Plus, she's a great athlete. Good performer. So, they're kind of giving her the, the, the patriotic yeah. uh, female Sergeant Slaughter type of deal. Um, but, like, a modernized version of it. And I guess, you know, she had even said she'd love for Slaughter to be, like, her manager on TV. Yeah. But, uh, Slaughter had an interview recently on, in like, a podcast or something. And he said he wasn't thrilled that she was using the the, the, the Cobra clutch yeah, whatever. as her finish. But, yeah, everybody uses everybody's move. You. you know, like... And she, and she
1: has a G-I, GI, you know, uh, you know, man, a GI gimmick. GI you know, Jane, like, yeah. yeah. That uh, I always thought, though, seriously, that they could always package her as like, you know, as like, you know, the Miss America. You know, I'm yep. a Marine, I'm a single mother, yeah. and like, I think she. Well, she's married best, now, but yeah, she got a couple go of kids. Like, huge baby face, but I think they're yeah. trying. I
0: think that's what they're going for. They're going for like a very athletic, patriotic Marine type of presentation with her they've done some vignettes with her where she's like she's like doing like you know combat training and yeah. stuff like that like at like a boot camp with like other soldiers and i think it's like some i think it's like some military base in like south carolina they filmed it recently i i saw it, it actually came out pretty good we'll see how it, it, it reflects on tv but um as we get another entry into this royal rumble i believe if i'm not mistaken it's a guy who i think should be in the hall of fame um one of the most underrated big men of all time, Sid, vicious Sid He's Justice. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not in the Hall of Fame either.
1: I'm count. I'm sorry, him and Repo Man. I'm just saying, someday, oh, <laughs> you know, Repo Man. Not not demolition. Repo Man, yeah, but yeah, demolition. Yeah. Demolition. Yeah.
0: Sid's not in it. No. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I heard a story once years ago that they 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 asked him to to participate. And 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 they wanted to put him in, but he wanted more money than they offered, and you know that, they weren't having that. But gotcha. I, I I believe he'll be in someday. Very underrated big man. Oh totally, he's he couldn't one. wrestle for shit, but he played the big man role well. He really did.
1: Yeah, I still give. I really would. I still put him my top five favorite big men of all time.
0: All right, so let, let's just do this. So who's so him and Undertaker are clearly Taker is clear. one.
1: Yep. Um... I got it for an earthquake in there. I'm not. I, I just know. Or Undertaker's number one. So, well, so, so for now, though, I'm not putting in any particular order. Just okay, just these are like, five, yeah, but no particular yeah, order. Yep. Yeah. Earthquake for sure. Um, Undertaker said earthquake. Uh, Vader. Vader. Um, That's four. So you got one more. Um. Big man, big man, big man, big man. Love my horses. Um, I'm really gonna it, Done. Done.
0: I got Undertaker, Sid, Kane, Yokozuna, Andre the Giant. Nice list. Vader is Vader. You could you could you could put Vader in there. You could kind of interchange maybe Vader and Sid out of those.
1: I've never been. I love Yokozuna. That, um, but I, I can't put him in my top five just because he was just a fat ass. He couldn't move. <laughs>
0: what are you talking about? He couldn't move. I mean, the gotta, end he couldn't yeah, move. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the yeah, beginning yeah, he was. Uh, no, was, right. I'm the, glad you
1: corrected me. You, you got my, you gave me a head shake, but, uh, that was the appeal. They yeah, did that little kick thing,
0: yeah. That was the appeal in the beginning when they, when they, when they introduced the Yokozuna character, Warlord, entering at number 30 with Doctor Harvey Whippleman. I would love
1: to see Whippleman in the Hall of Fame. Not going to happen, but no. I think he's. I think
0: honestly, though, actually, you know what? You're right. I think he deserves to go in the Hall of Fame, not for his his performance as a character on TV, but his dedication to the company um throughout the years That's behind the point. scenes. Yeah. Whippleman was pretty much like the little gopher that did everything for for them. Like he 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 was like an assistant to to all like he would pick guys up, beer runs, like you name it. Like yeah. you know, he I think he helped The Rock find an apartment in Memphis when they really? when, when The Rock was first training and starting out. Like they had him down in Memphis working USWA shows for Lawler and the Jarrett's and I think he helped The Rock find an apartment like he was, like he used to drive around with him. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Look love. at the elimination by Slaughter. I love
1: when he did that. Slaughter,
0: home. that was a great bump. Sid yeah. made Sid look like a monster. That's great. That was a great bump. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. We're getting towards the end of this Royal Rumble match. Um, who's left? Hogan, Flair, Sid, IRS, Warlord, Randy Savage, and the model Rick Martell.
1: So, Macho Man's still in there, even though he can't... Even eliminate. though he eliminated
0: himself, yeah. Well, like I told you... Oh, Piper's in there, too. I forgot about Piper. Yeah. Piper must have been hiding somewhere. Uh,
1: Piper's been... Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Flair's got to be there the longest. you got to figure... Second longest has to be
0: Piper. Ah, uh, yep. Flair's the longest. Piper's the second longest. Flair came in at number three on this, in this Royal Rumble match. And Piper came in at number 15. So, Piper reached a halfway point.
1: That was a cool... I mean, they didn't show... They missed half the illumination. No, oh, was cool. IRS? Yeah, that was, you know, I was shaking on the tie like that. That was cool.
0: Now, we're, we're having the discussion here. We're watching Royal Rumble. Yep. Is it safe to say that this is the greatest Royal Rumble match
1: of all time? Bro... When they said, uh, put it in perspective, and, I, and I'm, not saying, I'm, I'm not saying this because they're doing. The I still podcast, want you to answer my question, but, but uh, go, but go but, around the block for me. You know, I'm always going around the block. But, but then, uh, when they said we're at the 30 minute point, I thought we were like at 10 minutes. Indisputably, this is my favorite R- Rumble match uh, of all time. I, I love it. I all love right. it. I
0: if love you were it. to do a Mount Rushmore of Royal Rumble match, yep. you see Sid dump both Piper and Rick Martel. What are the other three Royal Rumble matches? All right, to so, so make the cut with this so match. So, i am bad at years. So, so 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 tell me um, the um,
1: um um Stone
0: Cold the which, the um, Which one? He won 3 of yeah, I
1: don't to try to get at. Not not the first not the first one where you got the the four, but the second time.
0: In 98,
1: 98. That's like, a great Rumble match. I like match. the 98. I like that one too. Um Unpopular this is gonna be an unpopular one and I'm not even a big Steiner Bomber fan, but when he came out at thirty, I thought that was amazing. Two thousand and eight I a, love that. I, I just love that. That I, was a good I, that was a good finish. Here's the speaking of finishes, yeah. here's the finish of this match now. it's a move right now. Watch, just watch. Yeah.
0: Finish. Yep. Loved it. Flair made history um, as he leaves with Mr. Perfect. Okay, so so Flair. Yep. Ninety-two. Austin. Yep. Ninety-eight. Cena. Two thousand and eight. Yep. Great finish and, to that and, Rumble. And so what's uh, the fourth and final um, match Royal Rumble match that makes your Mount Rushmore of Royal Rumbles?
1: Ooh, such a good one. Um, oh, man, I gotta go. Oh, I gotta go. Shawn Michaels-British Bulldog finale. From 95. Yeah, that wow, was Wow, so okay. Good. That was so good. Even, right. though, even though it, it lacked... <laughs> it had, like, no superstars, the match itself was really good. And okay. It, and it was... And, man, man, I... Yeah, I, I gotta go with that. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. I can get behind that. So, this match here, 92, Rumble, yep. makes it for me as, as part of the Mount Rushmore. The other three, I... 94. When Bret and Lex tied. When Bret Hart and Lex Luger were a tie. And I only liked that because I ordered it on pay-per-view. I had friends over. It was a fun rumble. It was a fun rumble. Bret had got his leg kicked out of his leg by his brother Owen. Luger, there was controversy with him because he wasn't supposed to be in the match because of the stipulation from SummerSlam with Yokozuna. So when they tied, I was like torn because I liked Luger, but I liked Bret, you know? So that's that the part, too. What a great rumble. I might be my.
1: Anyway.
0: Diesel had that great yep. run in that match, yep. too, eliminating like seven or eight so guys, good. right? Yep. So it's a, it's a fun rumble. Yep. 2007, Undertaker entering at number 30 and winning it. He was the first one to do it the year before Cena. Yeah. And he had that like 11 minute back and forth with Shawn Michaels so in that good. finale. So good. That was the match where everyone was like, those two got to do it at WrestleMania. Yep. So good. Okay. That's the third right there. So, 92-94-2007. And if I were to pick a Royal Rumble match um, to, to round out my Mount Rushmore. Um, damn. I mean, I was, at 11, I was at 2011, but that wasn't a great one. When Alberto Del Rio won, oh yeah, there was 40, oh. 40 guys in that. Match. I
1: was so cheering for uh, Santino oh Let's play the audio for uh, right, for, for this here with Gene
0: Oakland. We have a
3: brand new World Wrestling Federation champion as the press watches on at this time to present the title belt to the new champion. Our president, the distinguished Jack Tunney.
2: Congratulations, Rick Flair, on becoming the undisputed champion of the World Wrestling Federation. Let me to say after viewing the story in The belt to proclaim me the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one. The only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And this is the only title in the wrestling world. That makes you number one when you are the king of the WWF. You rule the world! Think about it like that, Mr. Perfect! Guys, so the woo! Woo! woo. Okay. Let's give a big one! Woo. Woo. I was never so impressed with anything I've ever seen in all my life. He went out there for over 60 minutes. Never took a back step. Took it to Hogan. Took it to The Undertaker. Took it to whoever got in that ring. That's
0: why he is hey, a heavy gold now. The real world heavyweight the champion. Oh, yeah. The guys say, we
2: told you so. But we told you so.
3: Okay, <laughs> very good. Great player, you have made world. Put that cigarette out. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's the greatest moment of my life.
2: I want to jump, <laughs> I want to party, but I gotta tell you like this, for the Hulk Hogans, and the Macho Mans, and the Pipers, and the Sins, now it's Ric Flair, and y'all no, pay homage to the man. Woo! <laughs> All right. All right,
3: So that wraps Join your Royal Rumble for my broadcast colleagues, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain and Sean Mooney. Mean Gene Okerlund saying so long from the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's revisit some of the highlights from
1: this year's Royal Rumble. And even that promo, the whipped cream on the Sunday for, for best Rumble of all time. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, 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 would, I would have to agree. Um, as we're watching here, the, 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 the highlight package yeah. to end this Royal Rumble event. Uh, the, the, the fourth Honestly, Dennis, the fourth and final Royal Rumble match that I would put on my Mount Rushmore is the Steve Austin victory from 1998. Not only the fact that he won. The story going into it is that he kind of picked off all the guys in the match yeah. early on. But the Rocks' performance... The three faces of Foley, oh, so Mankind good, yeah. Cactus, and Dude Love in that match. Yeah. That was just a really fun Royal Rumble match. I love to right? see Bray
1: did doing an lot to that sponsor today. That would be kinda cool if he did guy.
0: like Eater of Worlds, The yeah. Fiend, and then maybe like the Funhouse Bray. Yeah, like yeah. that would be fucking cool. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. That would that would that would be totally cool. But um Dennis, this has been a lot of fun. That man. was awesome. Back in the saddle, that was watch, awesome. We watched the '92 Rumble. We yeah. talked a lot about you know the Cummings and go. We, this was just an overall yeah. overall fun episode of kicking out of two, and I'm looking forward to our next one because we're gonna watch. We're gonna fast forward a year later. Yeah. to Ric Flair's last match in the WWF in 1993 against Mr. Perfect from one of the. I think I believe this is the third episode of monday night raw ever and it's in its inception so we're gonna have a lot of fun doing that with all of you here on kicking out at two and i think it's about that time that we put this recording down for the three count and we'll see you all next time